0: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Thursday, December 8th, and... You all can just wish me a happy birthday right now since we don't drop an episode uh, tomorrow, which is my birthday. Uh, and um, thanks so much. It's an irrelevant birthday, but I think we'll celebrate good ones. We'll we'll celebrate the wins when we have them. So I'll do that. Mark, how are you?
2: Big day tomorrow, your birthday. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to get Theo to send you a special message.
1: I like that. I always like that. I liked when he sent Jackie her message. It was so cute. He, I mean, I have to say, I, I showed Jackie the, like, every time I send her a picture of him, she's like, he's just so cute. I can't believe he's Marks.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, thanks, Jackie. Speaking of that, ready? Ready? Where's your phone? Do you have your phone? I just got his first school picture. So take a look at that.
1: Ah. Um, oh. He was, first of all, why is his head down like that? He's very cute. He is too much.
2: I I wish they would have like put his hair over to the side.
1: Yeah, I know. They did not. Uh, What is that? Time for some fun. Fun. I like it. He looks good. He's looking good. Um, All right. Well, we're going to have to do some sort of holiday gathering where we will exchange gifts. All right. Your other gift is coming um, in the usual format, you know?
2: (laughs) That's my favorite gift.
1: I know. It's always the right color, not always the right size, as I like to say. All right. If you've got financial questions, if you've got something on your mind, if you're thinking about end of the year and some planning opportunities, we would love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. A form will pop up. You complete the form, and at the end of the form, there's a little box that says, would you be willing to come on the air? And if you check it, Mark does everything else. Hey, while you're on the website, I always like to say there are three things to do on the website. Number one, bookmark it because you'll want to come back. Number two, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And number three, pre-order the new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Every single pre-order of The Great Money Reset will allow you to secure a spot for a live online webinar, Wednesday, February 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You'll also get a signed book plate for each pre-order you make. So do that all at the website, jillonmoney.com. All right. Today, let's go talk to Chris, who's on the line from Connecticut, just up the road. How
3: are you, Chris? Doing wonderful. Jill, happy uh, early birthday. Thank you so much. What can we do for you? Well, I just want to start by thanking you both uh, everything that you do. I learned so much from listening to both of your shows. I'm already excited about reading the Start, Sell, and Evolve Your Business chapter from your new book that comes out next year.
1: Yes, it is good. It's so interesting because I talked to a lot of people who have their own businesses and there was some really good advice there. So I want to hear all about what's going on in your life and how we can uh, jumpstart your process.
3: Yeah, so I, I've made some changes to work in this last year, and and I need your sage counsel. So in in January, I left uh, my former employer and started my own small company LLC. Made the S corp election. I'm the only employee. I'm I'm trying to think about kind of what the next decade looks like. I'd like to get to a point where I'm closer to, to what you call fine financially independent new endeavor in about ten years. I'm wanting to to use this new business as opportunity to accelerate some of those retirement savings and, and hopefully optimize any deductible business expenses.
1: Awesome. Chris, um, how old are you? 43. Okay. Do you have a spouse?
3: I do. Wife. She and... has a, a big birthday in about seven days. Nice. How old is she? I'm not allowed to say. It's a big one though. It's a milestone. Is it a four zero or a five
1: zero? That's the most important thing. Four i I'm just trying to... Oh, big deal. Four <laughs> zero is a nothing burger. Come on. 40 is like... Silly. It's like you're still a child. 50 is going to be great because you're going to have this fine opportunity, hopefully. So, Chris, how
3: much are you earning right now from the new business? So, I expect kind of based on cash on hand and receivables for the rest of the year, I plan to gross around 550 or 600,000.
1: Mark, I didn't hear you go, whoa, which is what you usually do when you hear that.
2: I'm surprised he waited so long to make the move and go out on his own.
1: I know. This is great. Fantastic. All right. And you're the only person in the, or in the LLC. So what about your wife? Is she working full-time? She does. She works full-time, has a traditional W-2 job. Okay. How much does she earn? She makes uh, two hundred and twenty. dollars Okay. And is she putting money into her retirement account right now? She is. She
3: maxes out a traditional 401k. Before okay. Mark says anything, there's no Roth option. Oh, nice. Nice. Nip that in the bud. Chris, when you left your old
1: job, did you have a pile of money in a retirement account? I did.
3: I rolled that all over to a new solo 401k with a new business. Okay. And how much is in the solo 401k? There's about 270 on the traditional side and then just my contributions this year on the Roth side of 21,000.
1: Okay. How much money is in your
3: wife's retirement account? Uh about six hundred thousand, six hundred and eight thousand, and then we both have about seventy-five thousand dollars in Roth IRAs between the two Okay. Ones. Now
1: I'm gonna say something stupid so you can smack me down. How much were you earning previously? Cause I'm thinking like, were you earning in the five hundreds? And like I'm wondering why the two hundred, like it seems like you have a lower balance than I would have expected for your traditional four oh one K assets.
3: Yeah, I certainly I was earning less without having kind of any equity in the in the business I was currently at, formerly at. And then also I, I was I was working part time. I made the decision to step away from full time about seven years ago when we had uh, our children. And so uh, and so yeah, it wasn't I for a couple of years there I didn't have access to a 401 K. Okay. Makes sense. Was, was making okay.
1: Money. I just wanted to understand that. So okay, great. Um you guys have some kids?
3: We do, three. Two year olds and a five year old. Two seven year olds? Yeah, two sevens and a five tell us about the house. Yeah. So we, we bought a house during the, the pandemic. The valuation right now is about 917000 have a traditional 30-year mortgage. There's about 560000 left on that. And the note is uh, two and five-eighths. Oh
1: so. my gosh. First of all, thank you for using a fraction because it's like, I feel like I'm the, only, the last person standing who uses fractions. Do you have a brokerage account as
3: well? We do. Yeah, we have a, a taxable brokerage account right now. The balance is about $1.7 Whoa,
1: there's a moolah. Good deal. That's great. Um, how about money in the bank? About 400000
3: We upped the emergency fund before I started this new venture to, to make it about 18 months. And then we have a, a good amount set aside for accrued taxes and a home renovation project that will kick off next year.
1: Oh, very exciting. Do you think that this five or six hundred grand that you're making, you know, this big gross amount, is this doable for every year or was was this past year a unique year for you?
3: Yeah, I don't have enough track record. I I, it certainly was a great year. It beat my expectations. You know, given the economy and the kind of companies I work for, you know, next year is uncertain. I, I think certainly this is probably repeatable, but I don't know if this will this may this may be kind of a stretch here okay. at least for the next couple of years
1: okay do you have money saved for the kids yet in college accounts five twenty nines the Chet program the Connecticut Higher Education Trust
3: yeah, it's not in Chet um, but we we do have three five twenty nines one for for each of them because will all three be in college at the same time. Horrifying. how much money is it saved so far for college? about two hundred and fifty seven thousand. Are you making contributions into those
1: plans currently?
3: Yeah, we do. We, we make a monthly contribution of $417 each month into all three. And then, you know, occasionally when my wife gets a bonus or there's some allocated, unallocated cash, we'll, we'll do a one-time extra contribution in a, in a given year. Okay.
1: That's great. How about life insurance?
3: Yeah, I have uh 1.8 million in term life insurance. I when I bought it before we had kids, kind of bought it in three tranches. So mm-hmm. the first tranche, about a third of it, will lapse in 2024. Okay, and then my right. wife has about 700 thousand in term. Do you have your estate documents? I mean, I wouldn't come on if I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm like little... that people
1: are shamed. They're like, I'm gonna just lie, forget it.
3: So <laughs> I do. Yeah, we we got all that in place before before having the first batch. Okay, great.
2: It's crazy. I mean, you guys are young.
3: You're really young.
2: You were working part-time. How did you get that brokerage account to 1. 1.6, 1. 1. 1.7?
3: 1.7. We just, we're, we're super savers. We probably save on average 50% of our our gross. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We've just been consistently putting putting money away and, and and not looking back.
1: Let me ask you a funny question, Chris. What would you say... Your actual expenses are. You live in a high-cost area. So what do you think your monthly expenses are right
3: now? It, it ranges between ten and 12000
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat.
3: pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cashback. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
1: So Mark, let's think about this. Chris says in 10 years, so when he's 53 and his wife is 50, will they have enough money to be able to to kind of downshift. And when we talk about fine, when you talk about a financial independence next endeavor, my question to you is, is this predicated on you making some money at all? Like, do you feel like you guys are always going to make a little bit of money? Or do you feel like you want to know that you can do nothing?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I'll always do something, but I'll try to find something that's not focused on the money part. Um, So certainly there'll be be something I think my wife may given her career orientation may continue to work for a little bit longer past past. Okay.
1: If I had to look at, say your age, like the 10 years from your age 53 to 63, and her age 50 to 60. What could I count on the combined income being do you think?
3: Oh, I, I think probably in those those first five years it's probably be close to what she currently makes, at least two twenty. And then maybe in the last five, I would guess between fifty and sixty.
2: I mean, they're good. They're
1: done. It's amazing, right?
2: They've got I'm just saying using round numbers, they got two million dollars right now. That's that two is gonna be four in ten years. It's not like they're gonna be retiring. There's still gonna be income. They need ten thousand dollars a month, they're good.
1: I think you are good also. Are you, do you know that you're good? It sounds like you're a planner. So I'm just, do you know in, in your bones that you're okay? Oh
3: yeah. I mean, I've kind of been tracking everything. So I feel really good about where we're at. I guess I'm just kind of at this point looking to optimize. Is there anything, other other alternatives I should be thinking about or other options with the small business? So bonus, just to give make a sure CPA
1: it. for your business. I do. There's one idea I have that I'm thinking about. The only reason I'm thinking about this is that you, you have a lot of money in your brokerage account and you have money in cash, which is great. But you know, for some, for folks who have a lot of money, you don't have so much in pre-tax. So I have an idea for you and I want you to run this by the CPA. Should you put in place for the next 10 years, your own defined benefit plan? Should you essentially create a pension plan for yourself? It only works when there is one person in the organization, which is you. Let's just say that um, we could look at 2022 as the model year. The amount of money you can put into the defined benefit plan, a solo defined benefit plan for yourself would be uh, based on your earnings and your age. And you don't have to do it every year. You can put what you want, but like you can put in, what is the limit for this? Let me just look at what 20, stand by for one second. I believe it's $280,000 is the limit. And let's, let's pretend I'm right. Cause I can't look it up right this second, but let's just pretend that, you know, you could put $280,000 away pre-tax in a defined benefit plan and you don't have to do it forever. You could just do it for the, the years that you have an amazing year. You could just say like, I can do a 401k. And also a defined benefit. Here's the downside with a defined benefit. You have to get like a plan administrator, which is a pain in the ass. It'll cost a few, like a couple $3,000. But there is an enormous benefit of being able to take a year like you're having this year and shoveling 200 grand pre-tax out of that account into a defined benefit plan. So I think it's at least worth considering because you are in high tax brackets And you are living in a high cost state and you don't have so much money in retirement, in pre-tax retirement that it makes me nuts. I mean, again, you have some, but it's a way that maybe we can shovel a little extra money away for you guys in a tax efficient way. So I wouldn't mind if you just talk to your CPA about that and maybe the CPA says, nah, that's dopey and you don't really need, you don't really need anything but it is an idea to at least consider. Okay. Yeah,
3: I'll ask about that.
1: So I feel like you are in great shape. You don't have to like maximize anything, but you could. So what other questions do you have for us?
3: I don't, yeah, I don't don't know. Um, I guess with respect to the the defined benefit plan, I'll contribute to that over the years if that's a good option. And then after that's done, I have to annuitize that or I can roll that over into- Yeah, um,
1: you don't even have to annuitize it. So like I run my own DB plan and it's through Fidelity. And I just invest it like I invest all my other money, which is boring index funds. And then when I'm done, when Mark allows me to retire, I'll take it out. And I mean, I had the same benefit that you did, which is I started making a few bucks as a self-employed person- And I shoved a ton of money into this plan early. And now I'm just like, I'm actually not even going to probably do it anymore because I have too much pre-tax money in there. But I did what you did, which is like when I had a good year, I just put a ton of money in. And if I didn't have this good a year, I didn't put as much in. And there was no, nothing hanging over me. And then eventually I can just put it into an IRA rollover account and start pulling my money out. Start gifting to all those charities when I'm 70 and a half and use the
3: QCD. Was your kind of investing strategy with a defined benefit plan different, knowing that kind of that there was ultimately some cap that you would get to?
1: Nah, I mean, I'm very boring. My own investment strategy is like, do not complicate the universe. The only thing that I'll, I will, and I've said this openly on the program, is that I do have a aversion. To risk in general. I take a lot of risk in my career. I will move things around. I will swing the bat. I will go into business for myself. But I am not a big risk taker when it comes to asset allocation. I tend to be more of a balanced investor. Mark is much more of a growth investor than I am. And it's not just age. I think constitutionally, he is more of a risk taker than I am. So I don't really think of it as like there's a moment in time where I have to turn the faucet on or off. I think. All the money is long-term. I hope I don't need to turn it on or off for any real reason. And the only problem with the defined benefit plan as opposed to a defined contribution is that there's no Roth option. So that's why I'm sort of lightening up. Before there was a real idea around like the Roth and what was going to happen, and I just shoveled tons of money in there, and uh, it was very helpful as a New York City resident. It really was. It helped me avoid a lot of taxation, but I'm going to have to pay the piper at some point. And, you know, I'm happy to do that as a great citizen, but I'm also happy that eventually, I'm hopeful. Literally, I just had this conversation with my CPA. I said, I hope I never have to touch it. I hope every single required minimum distribution, I'm just throwing money out to charities. That's what I hope happens. I hope I never need that money. Now, look, you made a lot of money, but your previous like just your previous path. If I looked at like the seven years leading up to going into business for yourself, is it fair to say you guys made about 300 ish, 350 a year? Is that what it was?
3: Yeah, it's close to that. I mean, in the earlier years when the, the kids were really small and I had less availability for, for part-time work, it was probably even less. It's probably closer to, to 200.
1: And you live in a high cost area. So um, the reason why I'm stressing this is often we'll hear from people who are like you only deal with rich people, and I guarantee, Chris, you must live in an area where there's a lot of rich people around you, right? You sure. know, really rich, not like the what we like to call who I would consider you and me in the same category as like the the nearly affluent.
3: <laughs> yeah, we we drive by the estates and go, oh wow, that that must be nice.
1: That's a lot, right? And so what I want people to hear is. Chris and his wife have saved a ton of money prior to this moment because they saved money. It was not like some miracle. No one just dropped a million bucks out of the blue, right? You didn't inherit a bunch of money. You saved it, right? Yeah. All savings. Amazing. Just amazing. And so I feel very confident that when I talk to people like you and your wife, that it does leave the possibility open for those who are listening to say, you know, and maybe you don't live in a high cost area. Maybe in your area, if you made $100,000 or 150000 you too could save money. But it does take some discipline. And the easiest way to do it is to automate it and to make sure that nothing kind of gets in your way. But what I want to hear from Chris about, which we'll do off the air, is how he's making a half a million, grand. And I want to know what this business is. But I'm not going to out you on the air. All right, if you would like to know whether or not your plan to perhaps enter into financial independence next endeavor, new endeavor, if you're on that kind of a track, first of all, you absolutely should pre-order my new book, The Great Money Reset, because it is all about this. It's about don't let your money just sit there and dominate your life. Use that money, use that discipline, use that savings, turn it around and make it something That's really exciting for you. I'm not saying everybody wants to do it. Like if you love your job, keep doing your job, but just know that you have options. And if you want to understand what those options are, give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we will get you on the air. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter, pre-order the new book, and most importantly, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Do something nice, will you? Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer of this program. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
0: The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true.
3: I am just praying to God, this is
0: a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss.
2: what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after twenty-six days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover.
0: Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor Podcast, wherever you get your podcast.